And we are live on ComedySchoolsRadioNetwork.com. We are live on YouTube. And in just one little old second, just one little old second, ladies and gentlemen, right now we're going to be live on Facebook Live. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, moms and dads, children of all ages. My name is Tony Visick. Your name is Audience. That is your name now. When you go to get your driver's license removed and go, I need to change my name to Audience. That's it. Just one word. Like share. I've made you special. I've made you, the audience, as special as share. Or Mudana. However you say that name. Madana. Madana. Madonna. Meta. Madana. I made you as special as share or Madana. That's what I've done. Uh, uh, you know, Taylor Swift, by the way, is still two names. She's not as famous as uh, Mudana or Cher. Because she has to have two names, Taylor Swift. And uh, a lot of times people confuse her with Toby Swift. Not in the sack, because that would be strange. All right. Good afternoon, man. We've got a, a great show for you. Uh, we come to you every day at 2 p.m. Our time. I don't know what time it is where you, where you are. You know, what time is it? It's partying time. It's clobbering time. It's time to stand and deliver, but I will do the show sitting. Uh, we come to you every day at 2 p.m. Our time. We are your daily distraction. About the anger, anxiety, weirdness, and hoopla in the world today. We come to you on three platforms. One, two, three. It's easy as, that's how elementary it's going to be. One, two, three. Uh, we come to you on our flagship radio, internet-based radio station, Comedy Schools, Radio Network.com. We come to you live on YouTube on Comedy Skills. And uh, by the way, that's not spelled S-K-E-W-L-S, even though that's how it sounds. It is spelled the normal way, S-C-H-O-O-L-S, schools, but we pronounce it skills, comedy skills, and of course, right here on Facebook Live. Um, wow. You know what? That's weird. I was getting a phone call on my other phone, and no one has that phone number. Who could it be? Who could it be? Well, it's our old friend Scam Likely. Even though no one has my phone number, somehow my good friend Scam Likely has been able to find it. So they could call me on both of my phone numbers. I have an emergency backup phone. It's like a go bag. It's like if I have to disappear in a moment, change my identity, just drop everything and turn around and walk away, you know, hop on a helicopter and go to a foreign land to become uh, uh, someone named Isaac or Fernando right away. I got a phone. I got a phone. All right. Nobody has the number. Brand new. Um, today, I'm actually home. I'm coming to you uh, the normal way. Just a regular old way. Yesterday, we did not. Yesterday, I came to you in a car. I came in a car yesterday. Man, that doesn't sound right. That doesn't sound, that don't sound run darn bit right, fella. What do you mean you came in a car? Did you know children can look at the Facebook live? Um, I was in my vehicle because I was running around doing all sorts of things. One of the things I was going to do, I can tell you, I can tell you, I can share with you. You're my friend. I can share it with you. Is I was uh, going to, um, I was going to go get a flu shot. So um, I go to, and you know what? They made it difficult. That's why I ain't vote for Donald Trump because I had a hard time getting a flu shot. Uh, they made it difficult to be sure. Here's what happened. Here's what happened. I went out to Walmart to get a haircut and a flu shot. Go ahead, make fun of me, laugh. I don't give a damn anymore. I don't care. I don't care what you think of me. I went to Walmart where I got a haircut and doesn't it, I look stylish. I look just as stylish as if I got it there on Rodeo Drive itself. 
Yeah, it's weird because Rodeo Drive in Beverly Hills, you've heard of it, Rodeo Drive. It's a world-famous street. If you go just a couple miles outside of Beverly Hills, the street is then called Rodeo. Rodeo. But in Beverly Hills, it's Rodeo. You know what? And that just shows them to be pretentious snobs and why we shouldn't follow the lamestream media or Hollywood. Um, anyway, I went to get a haircut and a flu shot, and, uh, but the pharmacy was closed, and I could not get a flu shot. So I also had some things I wanted to do at Fry's Grocery Store. A step up, let's face it. I moved up in the world immediately. So I drove my vehicle over to Fry's, which then made it so I could not be home to do the show. But I want to take care of my health. My health and my wealth and my beauty. So I did the show in the car. However, and a lot of people applauded me, yay, for uh, taking care of myself and getting a flu shot, but I didn't get one. Didn't get one. Because a radio signal came into my head telling me that they were going to put evil demons in me through that. No, here's what happened. I go into the damn store. I have to stand in line. I'm in that six-foot line. It makes the line seem longer. If there's maybe only two people in front of you, you still feel like it's taking forever because you're about, you're still outside. It's like, it's like you're going to a concert. You're so far away from where you're going. But eventually, I got up front. And I told the guy I wanted a flu shot. He goes, oh, you're in the wrong line. I was like, I was in communist China or something or Russia. You're in the wrong line, comrade. And he pointed like five foot down, five feet, five foot. I say foot. Uh, and said, you have to go stand in that line. And there were still two people in that line. So once again, I'm about 18 feet from my destination, standing there like a darn fool. And I picked up some items too. So now I'm standing there. And I didn't get a, I didn't get a cart because I figured, what the hell, I'm just running and running out. And I'm standing with a bunch of items. I'm standing there like this, waiting to get my flu shot so I don't die of the flu. And then now I'm in my second line. I get up there and the, uh, the young lady, I'm not going to put her down. She's doing her gig. Uh, asked me my name. I told her my name. And then she asked me my age. And I told her my age. And she said, well, we don't have right now the extra strength 65 and older flu shot. Now, I felt like saying I'm not over 65. I'm only 65. But theoretically, I turned 65 on my 65th birthday and then I'm moving past it. If you want to get all technical about it, like some sort of wizard. Like if you want to be a wizard. I would tell you this is all leading somewhere, but it's not. It's just random. <laughs> random, just an old man telling you about his flu shot. Anyway, she said you didn't have it. I could get the normal shot if I wanted, or I could wait. And I said, well, how long? She goes, well, it might be a couple of days, but call ahead. So I didn't want to get a normal flu shot, you know, and all of a sudden at 65, I need the super duper, ooper pooper, scooper pooper flu shot. So I didn't get it. So then it's a risk. Should I gotten the shitty flu shot? And at least partially save myself from the depredations of the, of the normal flu. Or should I wait for the super duper shot? Normal shot, still get the flu because I'm old and infirm and can easily get ill. Or now wait and still be exposed to the horrible elements. I decided to wait because I'm a risk taker. That's right. I will split eights. I split eights when I play blackjack. I will wait. For the super flu vaccine. All right. So um, if you're wondering, if you're going, man, thank God uh, he only was able to do the car on Facebook Live yesterday. Uh, Paul Whitney says you could have got two regular shots. Shut up, Paul. Paul Whitney, shut up. Stop making sense, 
Paul Whitney. I get. I don't think they'd let me. I don't think they'd give me two shots. I could have gotten one from them and like some dude out in a, If I was in L.A., I'd have gotten just a regular flu shot and then gotten one from a dude out in the parking lot. Some guy named Jojo. I got the regular, My wife is proud to announce, my wife, your producer and mine of Living on a Thin Line with Tony Vizek, that she got the regular flu shot because she's not yet 65. She's a spry young filly. Oh, and uh, now I feel old and infirmed and gray and sad and blue. So, but she's, uh, she's uh, protected. She's protected for any sort of flu. This doesn't protect you from the uh, COVID, but it keeps you getting the flu. Man, you wouldn't want to get double that. Blah. Blah on that. Oh, Paul Whitney's uh, he's not going to let up, this, this guy. This guy, Paul Whitney. Uh, did you get any action figures while at Walmart? They usually have good selection. No, I didn't. But I do have something today. Paul Whitney, that I'm going to share in just a couple of minutes with you, my regular and loyal and faithful followers and listeners. I didn't get any action figures because I don't collect action figures. That's for grown men who act like little boys. Uh, by the way, Paul Whitney is putting together a YouTube show with his action figures. He showed me a, uh, a pilot of it, and it is absolutely hilarious. Paul Whitney, very funny guy. Uh, no, no, Paul. Keep... You know what, Paul? Keep talking. No, Paul. Say some more stuff. Uh, um, he's a very funny man. He's one of my favorite performers. One of my favorite people that I've met in my time here in the greater Arizona area. Him and his entire family. And I'm not being a uh, goofball, goofball when I say that. He did a show for He did a set, a comedy set on our Class Clown show a couple weeks back that had me falling out of my chair. It was so darn funny. And he's going to put together a YouTube show around it. So I do not collect anything. I'm not a collector. A lot of people say I collect bobbleheads. Well, I don't. I rescue bobbleheads. But I also am now the creator of bobbleheads. I give birth to bobbleheads. Boy, that'd be, that'd be painful because you know they're made out of ceramic stuff. Ooh. But I have announced previously on this show that this coming Saturday, September 19th, at the first show, which is 7 or 7.30, you got to look at the uh, website. I should know this. I'm going to be on the damn show. But I'm the headliner. I could show up late. I just walk in all cool. Hey, man, I, just tell me when the show's going to start, and then I'll head over there because I don't want to be in there and have my vibe messed up watching people. Um, this Saturday, first show, JP's Comedy Club, where I'll be doing my first uh, – uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, five-show run in ages at JP's Comedy Club. On the first show Saturday, we're going to give out raffle tickets. And someone, somebody, somebody is going to win a one-of-a-kind, well, a two-of-a-kind Tony Visick bobblehead. That's right. And ladies and gentlemen, here it is. That's it, ladies and gentlemen. Look at that. There you go. There's the name and everything. This one's slightly damaged on the name, but I've got another one that is perfect. That's what I'm going to go with. This is the first in history in all of mankind. One small step for man, one giant step for mankind. Tony Vizic bobblehead right here. It took me 65 years plus some. I'm over 65, according to the uh, pharmacy lady at Fry's who wouldn't give me a flu shot because I have to get the old man super flu one. Uh, first time in over 65 years, 
that you or anyone or my life have been able to share with you. Hey, Tony Visig Bible. There's a microphone. There's my goatee. There's my gray hair. People go, oh, where's the ponytail? Well, I got my hair cut short. Black shirt, the whole thing. This is the iconic one of an old one. Well, it's that, you know, there's actually three of them, but I'm keeping the other two. <laughs> Paul Whitney just put uh, like 19 O's going, ooh. Tony Visig Bobblehead, one lucky person who attends the Saturday Night Show at JP's Comedy Club, 860 East Warner Road, Gilbert, Arizona. We'll win it, and they'll be able to have it and hold it and love it and kiss it. Da -na 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 -na. They'll be able to have this, ladies and gentlemen. I have it. I follow through on my promises. I do. I don't screw around. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. I always show you some, uh, uh, let's see, uh, Kevin Brown says the polo, the gray, the mic. That's right, baby. It's all there. <coughs> it's all there. By the way, I used to be all I wore was black t-shirts, uh, V-neck Calvin Klein's. But then I got a little older, a little more mature, and I thought, you know what? Oh, you know what? Randy Ormond just said, is that a joint John Voight bobblehead? It is not a John Voight bobblehead. You know what? I am more handsome than John Voight. I happen to know John Voight. Yes, he's taller than me, but I am more handsome than him. And I'm not as nuts as he is. Uh, uh, John's gone pretty crazy in his old age. Uh, very funny, uh, very, uh, very good playing the father on the uh, Showtime show, Ray Donovan. Uh, Kevin Brown says, uh, if I don't win it, I'm making my own of you. <laughs> yeah, you know what? That's going to happen. We all know that's going to happen. We all know that once there's one Tony Visig bobblehead, there's going to be bootlegs. There's going to be imitations. There's going to be copies. There's going to be counterfeits. And I'm going to tell the FBI. Like, uh, they can do anything right now. They don't know. They can't find their ass with both hands. Um, anyway, here, I'm going to show it to you one more time just to make you happy. Tony Visig bobblehead right there. There's the name right there. Tony Visig. We got it here. John Voigt versus Tony Visig. That'd be a great political debate. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. You know what? I would do it with John. I certainly would. Um, anyway, I told you I was going to have Tony Visig bobbleheads. I went to my own great expense. Matter of fact, Shirley and I really can't eat tonight. Because it was so expensive to create these bobbleheads that we spent our grocery money just to make bobbleheads for you. So not only do I rescue bobbleheads, I am the uh, chairman, CEO, and king of uh, Bobblehead Rescue. Uh, but I create bobbleheads. I create them in my own image. <laughs> and on the second day, this would be the second. Is Tuesday the second day or third day in a week? Does the, day, does the week start on Monday or Sunday? I think it starts on Sunday. And on the third day, he created his own bobblehead. And it was good. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. The Tony Visig bobblehead. One will be given away this Saturday. Hey, I want to thank everyone, including my good friend, buddy, and pal, Jim Perry, uh, who, uh, uh, that's what JP stands for in JP's Comedy Club, Jim Perry's Comedy Club. Thank my good f uh, friend, buddy, and pal, Jim Perry, who um, opened JP's Comedy Club. We've partnered with him, and we had... Um, Last night was our first ever class one. You know what? You two people can still see the little head right there. There you go. There's me. There's the head. There's me. You don't get to see it on Facebook Live. It's only, you know, I do it for you guys. Hey. 
Anyway, I want to th <laughs> thank Jim Perry, okay, uh, for opening the club. Last night, we had our first official class, whatever, beginning stand-up comedy workshops. 16 people showed up. Most of them signed up for the class. We're very excited. Isn't this cool? Because it's me, but it's my bobblehead. Uh, <laughs> oh, I should have my head examined. I'll have this bobbleheads examined. Well, I, is Tony crazy? No, he's not. No, he's not. Yes, he is. No, he's not. Yes, he is. That's probably bobbleheads. You don't know what they're saying. Yes or no. They're tricky like that. Uh, we had our first ever uh, uh, class one stand-up comedy class. We had a great time. We had fun. Uh, we enjoy everybody being there. We're going to be there for uh, several Mondays now. Putting together our workshops I've got coming up for you in the very near future. Improv sketch and uh, uh, kid classes too. All going to be happening at JP's Comedy Club. Last night was the first night. Man, did we have fun. Uh, and Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I'll be headlining the club. So if you're in the greater Phoenix area, please stop by. Uh, only like 40 tickets available. We're doing it right. Masks required. Safe social distance seating. We want you to be healthy. We want you to, uh, we want you to keel over from laughter, not from uh, coronavirus. So we're doing everything we can to make sure that does not happen. Uh, we did that. Uh, by the way, if you go, man, I'd like to take a workshop. I, I think I'd like to study and learn from a man who should officially be retired and collects bobbleheads because that's true wisdom. I don't collect them. That's it. That'd be the first chink in the armor of your thought. I'd like to learn stand-up comedy from a man who rescues bobbleheads. From a man whose ego is so small, he creates his own damn bobblehead. Um, you know, we got to thank uh, our, the producer show, Shirley Lovisic, did all the research and uh, all the uh, uh, groundwork it took to create it. She did all of that. Okay, all I did was come up with the, the crazy idea. Uh, but if you're interested still in doing stand-up comedy and you can't... Uh, uh, you can't join us live because um, you're still uncomfortable doing that. I get it. I respect it. No problem. Or you're out of state, but you go, man, I still would like to do this. Uh, I've got a free comedy class tonight at 6 p.m. 6 p.m. Uh, Arizona time, which still is Pacific time. 6 p.m. tonight. The link is right there on ComedySchools.com. All you got to do is com go to ComedySchools.com and click the link, and you will be in the Zoom room with me for our free intro to stand-up comedy starting tonight at 6 p.m. Wednesday is my advanced class. You have to do the beginning class. So, uh, take that. Some of you watching are in that. Very cool. I'm going to see you guys Wednesday. And Thursday is class one of the online Zoom classes. So uh, a lot of ways to join, a lot of ways to do things. I hope that you uh, will get involved. Uh, I hope that very, very much. You know, uh, we want to make more money because, you know, we might make... Tone, is it just about the money? No, no, it's not about the money. <laughs> it's about the fun that we have. Uh, all right. I showed you the bobblehead. I've done the advertisement. I told you about my adventures in flu land. So now let's get to the music. All right. And what I got today is that usually uh, we uh, recommend two artists are two pieces of music based on our vast and deep vinyl album collection. All right, we normally do that, uh, but we're also now beginning to incorporate our CD collection because uh, we've been on the air now so long that we're running out of records. We're running out of records. I still got a bunch of records, but some days I go, yeah. So I thought it'd be fun to do today is um, I uh, started uh, grabbing up a whole bunch of these. This is two CDs. And they say, A Year in the Life. 
don't know if you can make them out. For those of you in comedy schools, radionetwork.com, put up two CDs, uh, white color, uh, uh, CDs with orange trim that then have uh, uh, in the middle is just kind of like, like a collage of things, a Nixon mask, uh, some other stuff. And uh, this was a whole series, A Year in the Life. And the series, the series started in 1950 and went all the way up to 1989, uh, which is, I guess, the year they started doing this. There's a bonus trivia game included. Uh, this is A Year in Life, 1974 and 1975. So what were the big hits of 74, 75? Here were now, I'm like Casey Kasem, the big hits of 1974. And man, it was all over the map in 1974. All over the map. Uh, Bachman Turner, that's what I used to call him. Bachman Turner Overdrive had their big hit, You Ain't Seen Nothing Yet. Baby, you ain't seen nothing yet. Which their, that song had taken care of business, became like kudzu and took over the airwaves everywhere. And you couldn't get away from it. And it was like one of those songs that was good, fun, you know, poppy, infectious tune. Then after a while, you just got sick of. BTO had uh, three, uh, uh, three big hits. You Ain't Seen Nothing Yet. Okay, uh, that was one. And uh, Take a Care of Business. And one other, and if you know what it is, uh, I want you to chime in. It's a little game. What was the third big hit of Bachman Turner Underwear? Overdrive. Uh, by the way, Bachman Turner Overdrive, it was so weird to hear that band with its sort of hard rock for the time sound, okay, and real simplistic sound, because uh, Randy Bachman, uh, who was the Bachman and Bachman Turner Overdrive, had come from the Guess Who, which was kind of a jazzy kind of pop group. Uh, they did a lot of great love ballads uh, and also did the iconic song American Woman. And Bachman Turner Overdrive sounded nothing like the Guess Who. But Randy Bachman was part of two uh, great bands, even though he got sick of BTO uh, rather quickly. Uh, also from 1974, a song that I still love to this day. There might be people that were on here right now. I don't know if they're still with us. Uh, hang out me in a car when I used to, uh, uh, in the 70s, enjoy a stimulant or two along with a little alcohol. And I used to own a 57 Ford Fairlane 500. I used to cruise around House Springs and High Ridge and Cedar Hill in my 57 Ford Fairlane 500. Yes, I owned one. I owned a Ford Fairlane long before you know who. The Dice Man made the movie Ford Fairlane. I owned one of those babies. And I had an 8-track player. And in it, that's right, an 8-track player. One of my favorite songs to play when I was speeding around in both senses of the word. At night. Drinking cold beer on a hot night was Golden Earrings, Radar Love. Love that song. Great song. Great, great, great bass riff on it. Uh, they were a weird band because they had like a hit song once every 10 years. You know, uh, it was years later they had the other song, um, Twilight Zone. Him, I'm stepping into the Twilight Zone. But 1974, they had Radar Love. A Grand Funk Railroad did a horrific version of Locomotion that you couldn't get out of your head. Uh, that was right before Mark Warner uh, took too much dope and found Jesus and kind of blew up the band. Uh, Lenyard Skinyard did Sweet Home Alabama, uh, a song that everybody liked but kind of ruined rock because it started turning rock. Uh, yeah, I'll get into that later. Uh, Rick Derrigan had a hit with his song that he wrote, Rock and Roll Hoochie Coo. Uh, which Johnny Winter did a better version of, but Rick Derringer had the bigger hit. 
Uh, and then uh, a band that everybody, that where I grew up uh, outside of St. Louis, like, because we like that country tinge flavor music, Ozark Mountain Daredevils, If You Want to Get to Heaven. So, and it was, that was one of those songs that uh, when local bands played them in local bars, they were just dive bars and all of a sudden they had bands in to get those of us who were the, uh, the uh, newly legalized uh, future alcoholics of America. When they played, if you want to get to heaven, everybody go out there and do their white man dance, that little stomp kind of dance. Heard it. And uh, uh, I don't want to get into a lot of racial stuff here, but if ever you, uh, I think the whole idea for uh, movies like White Man Can't Jump started out with the idea that white man can't dance when someone saw a bunch of people from outside of St. Louis, Missouri dancing in a beer joint to the Ozark Mountain Devils, Ozark Mountain Daredevils, if you want to get to heaven. Uh, also, uh, James, James Brown had the payback. James Brown, James Brown, motherfucker. Ha! That is a brilliant guy, man. You just stand in front of the band and dance and tie this band in the land and everything like go, ha! The payback. Na, 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 na. By the way, if you want to hear a great, I'm going to recommend a song. I'm going to recommend a song that's not on the CD, but I'm recommending today James Brown as my artist of the day. YouTube James Brown. By the way, if you want to see one of the greatest live rock, pop, dance performances in the history of the world, from, the, from when time began all the way up through now, one of the greatest dancing singers ever, not taking anything away from Prince or Michael Jackson or any of those. You want to put into your YouTube the Tammy Show, T-A-M-I in capital letters, T-A-M-I, James Brown, and you will see a performance that will make you go, why didn't everybody just quit then? Because we could still watch this to this day and be entertained. The great, the incredible, the legendary, the king of soul, James Brown. Ha! So James Brown had a hit in 1974. Uh, uh, the Guess Who, oddly enough, uh, where Randy Bachman came from, had a hit with a kind of a goofy song called Clap for the Wolfman. And rounding out the 1974, rounding out the 1974 hits on A Year in Your Life, the CD collection of songs from years 1950 through 1989 was uh, a very cool song. It was not as adventuresome as some of their early work. It was not as uh, uh, daring as some of their early work, but God was it one of the most evocative songs of the early 70s. As we are getting older, as we come out of the post-Watergate era, as we were coming out of a time when the most horrible man that we ever thought could be elected president, Richard Nixon had been elected in 68, lied about Vietnam, continued the Vietnam War, was reelected in 72 over a good, honorable, decent man, George McGovern. And we all kind of began to sink as some sort of cynicism. And as uh, we were entering into uh, a terrible recession, the Allman Brothers put out the song Midnight Rider, which is one of the most evocative songs of loneliness and disassociation and existentialism you will ever hear. Okay? It's about a, it's about a gambler. It's about a gambler who only it doesn't even own the clothes he's wearing. And it's got the incredible line that then became one of the iconic lines of that decade going through to this day. Okay? And the road goes on forever. I've got one more silver dollar, but I'm not going to let him catch me. I'm not going to let him catch me, no. The Midnight Rider. All right. 
We're wrapping up. We didn't even get to 1975. YouTube, James Brown, The Tammy Show, T-A-M-I, not T-A-M-M-Y, T-A-M-I. And you will see in a performance like nothing you've ever seen before, done in the late 60s on a show that was put together by Phil Spector. Send your cards and letters, complaints about, about that later on if you want. It's an incredible performance. We told you about that, told you about my adventures and trying to get a flu shot, and we showed you the inaugural, ladies and gentlemen, Tony Vizic bobblehead. One will be given away. One will be given away. One. 50 will come in Saturday night. One will go out with the Tony Vizic bobblehead. Four. My producer just had to be my wife, Shirley Low Vizic. Four. Uh, our little collection of creatures here from uh, Roscoe the Good, my dog, who's sitting right here at my right here at my feet, uh, Lil Chica, and uh, the new addition, Ray, who is uh, now, uh, as of yesterday, four weeks into this world, okay? And when they say there's nothing new under the sun, there certainly is, because there's Ray, Ray the cat, okay? Uh, for all of us, I want to thank you for watching. I want to thank you for listening. I'll be back tomorrow with more fun under the sun on Living on a Thin Line. My name is Tony Vizic. Bye-bye.